0: welcome back to The Darling Academy. My name is Alina Kate Pettit, and I talk about etiquette, feminine lifestyle, homemaking, and being a traditional housewife.
1: Oh, look at that. Great things for women to be. I mean, if only 2022 were like this. Okay, let's think about this for a second. That there needs to be a BBC story about this should tell you how rare a traditional wife is in 2022. By the way,
0: I kind of expect my husband to come home from a long day's work and have to cook for me because my role is at be- being at home. My job is essentially housework.
1: Oh, uh, something else. Notice the girl that's saying this. How old is she? She's older. How attractive is she? Below average. Again, the uh, it's like necessity becomes her virtue, right? She needed to have extra behaviors that made her attractive because a man would literally not marry a below average woman for any other reason other than for the other benefits that she might provide. Because again women are attracted to the top 20% of men and in 2022, more like the top 5%. So this girl, in order to get a guy that she actually wanted, needed to bring something to the table. And this was her choice and it was a smart one, clearly. Oh, look, nice, nice uh, message here. Why husbands must always come first if you want to maintain a happy marriage. And by the way, when they say husband must come first... They mean above the children. Actually, the top of the of the relationship should be the husband, then the wife, then the children. In that order, it's not about the children. Happy husband, happy life. That's the that's the reality. Hello and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios. Here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit the sub. Hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a, a Patreon-exclusive content. Patreon.com slash blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, Patreon.com slash blog. You can also drop me a donation like Tom M. Shoutouts to him.
0: So, I choose what we eat, um, where I buy it, how much I spend on things, and... Um, so that's, that's a monthly allowance, if you want to give it that, that kind of phrase. There's always a bit of a buffer in there for, for me to spend something on myself so that I'm not always asking him for money.
1: By the way, uh, guys, when she refers to her husband, look at how respectful she is. Do you see, guys? This is so rare in 2022. Extremely rare. It's almost like seeing an exotic animal you know like it's almost like seeing a giraffe when when you like like seeing this kind of video it's so rare for a, for a woman to have this kind of belief alt right no it's not alt right uh, that's not that's that's wrong but it refers to women that embody traditionally feminine and wifely qualities submissiveness chastity following etc you know, like when I say that the the top, the, the most important traits women to have if they want to have a, a husband are fair, feminine, submissive, loyal, like bedroom fund loyal and cooperative. This is. Yeah, the word has nothing to do with like far right stuff. It just stands for traditional wife. Some women choose to do that and some women don't. Each uh, person has a right to pursue happiness as they see fit. Um, So here's the thing. Yes, everyone is free to do whatever they want. But only certain choices lead to long-term happiness. For men, you can't be like a house husband, a stay-at-home husband and have a happy life because you're not doing your traditional male role. For women, they have trouble being happy if they do the traditional female uh, sorry if they do the traditional male role, which is uh you know, working um li- like to be a provider for the family, right? So if women are in that role, uh, as Jordan Peterson said in, in uh, one of my previous videos, um if women are working past the age of like 28 29 they tend to quit these high-powered careers because they want to be they want to be wives and mothers and so as a result of this it's not wise to tell women to pursue a career and, and put off having children till later because they don't want to do that anyway biologically speaking so why would we give them that bad advice Her, uh, so, so, what is uh, um, a trad wife according to this girl? Homemakers of our generation who are happy to submit to, keep house, and spoil their husbands like it's 1959. Agreed. You see, you see it. They even highlight submit to their husbands like it's 1959, like it's something bad, right? Submission is terrible, you know? Oh, no. Oh, my. What a negative, awful thing. No, the man is the head of the house. The woman should submit to the husband. She should listen and follow what the husband says, just like the children need to listen to. Again, one person needs to be the yes person, and one person needs to be the no person, right? When you're raising children. This is simply saying the man is the no person. The man is the person that sets the boundaries, right? so that the woman submits to the boundaries in addition to the children.
0: With the trad wife movement, a lot of people want to label you as something, you know, something that you might not have even thought of. You know, Someone even said about this type of housewife was promoted by the Third Reich. And it's like, was it really? I didn't even know that. From your website, it looks very much about British etiquette. So yeah. to do with the British element of things. So it's almost harnessing the best of what made Britain kind of great during during that time where you could leave your your front door open and know that, you know, you're you were safe and, um, you knew your neighbors in the street and we can have that again. I mean, you know, times are changing so fast and we don't even know the identity of our country right now.
1: So, guys, I just I just want you to 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 look at her appearance as as a as a woman. You see how she's not overstated in her makeup? She's not overstated in how she, uh, in her earrings or that stuff? She's not ostentatious in that presentation. Again, it's, it's just giving off the impression of a person who's a bit more modest, a bit more humble, a person who submits to authority. And again, it's very important for a woman to think about these things. Because again... It's not such a bad thing to, you know, give a man authority and responsibility over you. This was the traditional way many years ago. And it has a very positive effect because, again, just look at single mother households, right? Where there's no father in the house to, um, you know, set rules and boundaries and things. The children have terrible outcomes, right? Whereas single fathers, they tend not to have such terrible outcomes. And the reason is because men tend to be more realistic about boundaries and and things like that. And again, men are not this evil thing. If you, like, submit to to your husband and follow his lead, things actually will go quite well in the relationship. It's just a matter of being able to submit, which a lot of women in 2022 have trouble with.
0: When I was at school, I don't think I was particularly a popular girl. The culture at the time was anything but what I enjoyed, and it definitely made me feel like an outsider.
1: So if you look at those videos there, um, those girls are all out there trying to get attention from Chad, right? They're, you know, dressing, wearing as little clothes as possible, you know, advertising themselves, um, you know, being strong, independent women, as it were. And it's actually very bad for you to do this. Um and when I say it's bad, I mean it has severe negative consequences in the long term. It was
0: all kind of like let's fight the boys and go out and be independent, break glass ceilings, but I just felt like I was born to be a mother and a wife. What I really related to were the old shows of kind of like the 1950s and 60s, I Dream of Jeannie and Bewitched. I grew up in a single parent household. And my
1: mom had Oh, she grew up in a single-parent household, and this, this girl actually didn't have terrible outcomes because she understood that her, like like being in a single household has terrible consequences, and so she tried to fix it herself. Smart. To go out to work.: Oh, something interesting I forgot to mention, is this: Girls that grow up in single-parent households, or households that are more stressful, they actually tend to grow up faster, uh, and they tend to get married earlier. That's uh, um, proven by uh, uh, you know, supported by scientific studies.
0: The home became just this huge burden for her, and I suppose at that point in time, I probably identified that I didn't want that same life. Indeed, rebellion really came when I met my husband, and he, being very traditional as well, I think he just identified that. He said. I know that you want a man to look after you and to make you feel secure. And he offered himself as that person.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, the thing is, in order for this to be possible in 2022, man has to make quite a bit of money, right? You basically have to make twice the average, right? Because, and you can even see in the house, right? They have a lot of stuff. It's like... (laughs) A person of average wealth cannot afford such a lifestyle, so if you want a girl who's traditional, if you want one of these diamonds in the rough, you as a man are going to need to be highly competitive um because men right now like if you need a wife to also pay your bills, then you're out of the running for this kind of lifestyle, and you're not going to have that kind of lifestyle that you want um so you need to be very, um, you know, hardworking, conscientious, and strive to be a powerful man if if you want to have that sort of lifestyle. Okay, let's go on to the article here um, by Roberto Tomasi. This is Midlife Crisis. After watching last Friday's video a few times, I thought about how ironic it is that a man should be made to feel infantile or less than responsible for indulging in his own wants. For for certain, a surprise sports car purchase may be an extreme example, but sometimes over-exaggeration is necessary to illustrate a larger point. The larger point is the nature of de facto personal and social control women exercise over men. It's part of the feminine matrix to think that responsibility should be uniquely framed in what best serves the feminine. We literally don't know any other way to interpret it most of the time. When a man begins to go rogue, as it were, the feminine imperative has many pre-established social conventions to mediate this. Obviously, designating responsibility to serve the feminine frame is the social control, but there are other powerful conventions that the imperative uses. One of these is the myth of the midlife crisis. A lot of hokey comedies have been produced covering midlife crises. Usually, the main characters are cast as overweight schlubs, trying to recapture their bygone days. In real life, men are ridiculed, usually around age 40, for losing their mojo and acting irresponsibly or erratically in some silly gesture of reclaiming his independence. However, this masculine shaming hides a more desperate latent purpose for the feminine. The SMV crossover. The most stereotypical midlife crisis occurs for a man around age 40. It's important to remember that a man's SMV really ge- begins to peak between 38 and 42. It's at this point that men have the best chance of truly unplugging from the Matrix. And it's also at this point that the threat of a man becoming self-aware of his now fully developed SMV has greatest urgency for him to repress him from realizing. Even lifelong blue pill men generally come to an understanding that their wives' SMV has dropped and their own SMV is greater. For the first time in his relationship history, he faces the cardinal rule of relationships from his own perspectives. Uh, Women need him more than he needs women. The feminine imperative has come to expect this awakening. In decades past, before there was formalized game, before there was the connectivity we have today, the feminine imperative relied upon social controls that limited a man's becoming aware of his SMV. Through pop culture and mass media, men were taught to expect this crisis, even enlisting men to promote the idea. However, the imperative cast the crisis as irresponsible and juvenile. It relied upon the time-tested shaming of masculinity in the hopes men would self-regulate when the time came that his SMV outclassed that of the woman in his life. So you get hokey movies that ridicule men wanting to trade up their wives for trophy wives, quote-unquote. Midlife Awareness Probably the most common story I experienced when I did peer counseling back in Nevada was the disillusioned married guy. Most of these guys were professionals, men to late 30s, and all of their stories were the same. I feel like I've done everything anyone ever expected of me for the past 10 to 15 years, and I get no appreciation for it. These guys did the right thing, quote unquote, and either their wives were unresponsive to them, or they still viewed these men as a fixer-upper project they were constantly working on. This experience is what helped me better understand the myth of the midlife crisis. Men in in most Western cultures do in fact experience a midlife crisis, but this isn't due to the trivialized and oft ridiculed by pop culture reasoning. Women and feminization would have us believe that men experiencing a midlife crisis need to buy a sports car or divorce their wives in favor of a trophy wife due to some repressed need to recapture their lost youth. This, of course, fits into the feminized myth that men are egoistic, simple creatures, and masculinity is infantile in nature. But this only serves to reassure women that they still got it at 40. The truth is uh, that men's midlife crisis isn't about recapturing youth. It's about finally understanding the trappings they've been sold into through their 20s and 30s and coming to terms with that often horrible truth. Some men do in fact buy the sports car, get the new hoddy wife, or act in some fashion that appears reckless and irresponsible. This isn't due to infantilism, but rather new understanding of their own position as men. They've lived responsibly, quote-unquote, for so long and for so little appreciation that when the true realization is made, they feel the need to move. They've become respected, put in the hours, the sacrifice, the censoring of their own views. They realize now that they've sold off true passions in favor of maintaining what others have told them was his responsibility, whether it was his choice or not. And all for what? A fat wife? A shrew? Maybe even a fantastic marriage and and a wonderful family life, but also a nagging doubt about not seeing enough of the world by 40 because of it. I worry about men who who don't come to this crisis. These are the men who are truly lost. These are the guys who remain lifelong afcs happy in their ignorance all right back to the video here
0: and as soon as that happened i just was like finally someone sees it you know finally i can be myself i don't have to hide who i am anymore it's almost like the fairy tale came true
1: now what i would be curious about is if this girl lived her quote-unquote fairy tale at the age of 28 plus or if it happened when she was 22 and 23. If she was 22 to 23, you know, 18 to 23, whatever, then she's actually giving a man quite a good deal. If it was 28 plus, then she's kind of not, right? She's already given her best years away. I'm curious about this.
0: In my 20s, I was the typical career girl, you know, I went to London. Ah,
1: okay, there it is. Working long hours, because the advice that was coming at me from,
0: from the media at the time.
1: I see. So, her necessity became her virtue. So, she is exactly an example of the girl that Jordan Peterson talks about. So, exactly that. Uh, 18 to 28, focuses on the career, sleeps with Chad, and then she she then uh, settles for a nice guy when, when she's had a fun and is ready to settle down. And now she's a tried wife, but of course, before she gave away her youth and fertility to men that, you know, didn't deserve it. Uh, Yeah, that's making your necessity your virtue. She just hit the wall and splat. She decided she needed to be a housewife now. Yeah, that's not the same. Sorry. Like it said, as a a little girl, she always felt different, etc. Then it comes out that she wasn't so different after all
0: shows like Sex and the City, apparently it's wonderful and liberating and you know I should be in touch with my sexual side. We've got the real housewives that you see and they're you know ridiculously wealthy don't even have to do their own cleaning and their lives are pretty much a mess or the ones popularized in soap operas where they're nagging and miserable and everybody's cheating on each other and you know I joined social media and I realized Quite quickly, there was almost like an underground movement of other women who felt the same. People crave that sense of belonging and home and quaintness and all the traditional aspects.
1: People don't crave it. If they did crave it, then they would do it. They don't do it. Because again, well, no, no, no. Here's what it's more like. Okay, guys, here's what it's more like. It's more like the girls, they spend their youth sleeping around from 18 to 28. Then after 18 to 28, they finally have this epiphany. Oh, I need to get married. I need to have children. And then they might stumble across this trad wife thing. But before that, they're out exploring their bedroom funness. They're out, you know, being liberated women. They're out being strong and independent. They're out being a career girl. And they're not ready to settle down yet. And again, this sort of thing ruins most women. This girl here is lucky she got to become a traditional housewife and her husband puts up with that, you know, that past. But most men, men with self-respect, they won't put up with that garbage. Yeah, be careful about using uh, the, the term trad wife because apparently it has negative associations. But like, again, people like this, like they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't say that, like that's not why they're doing it. It's just, what it is, is shaming, right? It's how dare you want to do what women are supposed to be doing? Um, you know, we're going to call you out and associate you with negative stuff so you get shamed for doing what women are actually supposed to be doing instead of, you know, wasting their youth Working instead of having children and getting married, etc. Exactly. I agree entirely. Such a shame that something meant to describe a wholesome vintage dynamic should be used to promote uh, going against other people. What a world we live in. That's right. Agreed entirely. Your husband should always come first. That's the article. Uh, okay, so here's here's what she wrote in her article. Let's see if I agree. Your husband must come first, and he needs to know he does. Continue dating your spouse and treating him like you are still in the first flush of love is so important. You can get so wrapped up in the kids and in the humdrum of daily life that it becomes so easy to forget each other and let romance slide. When I was filming with the BBC last month, they raised an interesting question about whether I've put kids first ahead of my husband since we became parents. And the answer to that is a big, fat No. I love my child fiercely as any mother does. And kids are our greatest responsibility. But my husband comes first and he always will. There you go. That's very respectful, very kind of her to say. Um, Something that I wanted to say, guys, is the husband should come first in the relationship, not the children. If the husband comes first, everyone is happy. If the children comes first, everyone's miserable. Because then the relationship is in the children's frame. And that's a very, that's a huge problem. And look, look at the logic. Because without him, I'd not had my child. Oh, and notice, guys, the red flag is this. She has only one child. A traditional wife wouldn't only have one child. But because she waited so long to have children, she probably isn't able to have another kid, even though she wants one, right? And it's because she wasted her youth, even though the correct choice was tried wife from the beginning. You see, guys? uh so because without him i'd not have my child because of my child and i are safe and well fed nice because of him because of the romance that blossomed between us all those years ago we actually have a family and when we're empty nesters in ten or so years we'll be staring each other in the face each and every day with no one to distract us yeah so there you go uh yeah okay let's continue
0: I mean, you get all different, varying degrees of feminists. You get the ones that seem to think that, you know, our decision to stay home is in somehow impacting upon them, and um, you know that we're throwing it back in their face that they fought for equality in the workplace. My view of feminism is is about choices, and to say on one hand you can go into the working world and compete with men yet you're not allowed to stay home that's actually taking a choice away i have been posting you know for the last month on youtube and i did post a video four days ago which was i shared my five reasons as to why i love being a traditional housewife and the response i haven't been able to keep up with it like it's
1: that's right so there you go all right um Yeah. So, I mean, men do respond well to women being uh, traditional wives. Um, Just the problem is this. Don't start doing it when you're 28 plus. Do it when you're young. Do it when you're 18 to 23. Don't become a career woman first and then become a trad wife. No. Do it the other way around. Become a trad wife, have your children, then you have your career after if you wanted a career. Although you, you won't because, again, you're in your traditional role. But again, and as a man, it, it, like, I mean, I know marriage is a terrible prospect in 2022, I, I know. You'll likely have to move into uh, to another country to be able to do this. But you need to be able to earn basically twice what the average man earns so that you can actually have a stay-at-home wife, basically, to have this traditional dynamic, if that's what you want. All right, uh, let's go to the Reddit post. Um, let me just look at the title. Uh, My girlfriend's best friend broke up with her boyfriend... And he just told me that my girlfriend is not the angel she pretends to be and I should find out about some guy she met on holiday. Myself and my girlfriend are both 25 and we've been together for six years. So yeah, like the title says, her friend broke up with a boyfriend and I was pretty friendly with him. So I messaged him just saying I was sorry to hear and I hope he's okay. And We chatted a little bit before he said he needed to tell me that something was going on with my girlfriend and this guy they met while they were on holiday. The four of us were supposed to go away together over the summer, but I couldn't go fairly late on, and instead of ruining the whole thing and wasting more money, the three of them still went. Yeah, no solo trips. That's one of the relationship rules. They met some people over there and this guy was one of them. He linked me the guy's Instagram and says my girlfriend follows him, but it's also private. He then apologized for not telling me sooner and tried to leave it at that. I had to hound him about what he was talking about and he told me my girlfriend cheated on me and he just wanted me to know but didn't want to be involved anymore. Obviously, this really upset me and I don't know what to think. I've never not trusted my girlfriend and can't believe she would cheat on me, but also this guy's always been really nice, so I don't know why he'd make it up. It's crossed my mind that he's just saying it in a way of getting back at his ex-girlfriend, I guess, for the breakup, but it seems ridiculous if that's the case. I don't want to confront or accuse my girlfriend either because I wasn't given any actual proof. Yeah, the proof is if there is doubt, there is no doubt. I'm looking for advice on how I should approach this. I could message the guy on Instagram, but I'm reluctant in case this is all bullshit, or if you might not, uh, or if you might go directly to my girlfriend and tell her I messaged him. I'm not sure how to approach my girlfriend about it without sounding like I'm accusing her of something. Any advice would be appreciated. All right, 7.9k upvotes. His motivations could also be now that he doesn't have to worry about his now ex gf being pissed off, he tipped you off and thinks you're a good dude. Top comment. 1.7k. Yes, this. My first thoughts, exactly. Uh, 839 upvotes. Also agree. He probably felt guilty hiding it, but his girlfriend made him. Now he's free to spill the beans. Sounds like a nice guy for sure. To me, it makes no sense that he would try to get back at his ex by making up this story. So basically, your girl's cheating on you. Sorry, I have to let you know. So guys, this, this story is all too common in 2022. No solo trips, guys. It just leads to way too much opportunity. Okay, guys, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. Just go to patreon.com slash the Helios blog, subscribe to the Nebula tier, um, or you could drop me a donation. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could drop me a donation like Tom M if you like. Again, guys, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my stuff, especially if you listen to the end of the video. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys.